ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode number six glad to be with you steve smith and the mobster joining me what's up oh good we're gonna blast another one guys hitting you with the truth the basics the facts today's is eq equipoise also called bold and known and equipoise it's a veterinary uh, vet steroid developed by siba to be a form of long-acting injectable dianabol. So that's the way they structured it. Is it the same thing as dianabol as an injectable? <laughs> Absolutely not, but that's the way it was. So originally it was pharmaceutical grade for humans, human grade. And then it was taken off the market after about 20 years. And now it is a veterinarian grade. So of course, just like with other steroids in a similar predicament, that were taken off the market or whatnot. Underground labs have done a good job of producing good quality equipoise today. And then you can also acquire it in some countries from vet labs. I know that some guys in Australia, they'll get basically the EQ from their vet because in Australia, the laws are really, really tight. So in some countries, that's what you do. I know in South America, they do that. They get good quality veterinarian equipoise that way so the reason it's a vet steroid is because of racehorses a lot of racehorses will be injected with it that's their kind of a steroid of choice and that's kind of where you get the name eq from yeah. so yeah go ahead monster yeah i've got been states so eq equus which i believe off the top of my head is the latin name for what we call horses and very quickly steve on a veterinary thing you're gonna love this it's not really that as useful as you think it is. But when you buy, if you have a horse farm or a pig farm or whatever, I believe this is very much the case for Australia. And I think probably over here and probably in the cattle industry in the States, the bottles are like one litre, but it's kind of a low dose per milliliter. So guys, what we think of a large amount with a 10 mil vial or 10 mil, whatever you want to call it, and we're taking a mill out or two mill out and jabbing it into ourselves. They've got this thing that weighs, it's got a liter, so a thousand milliliters of the oil or the alcohol base or whatever else. But it tends to be a low dose per milliliter. And then they're jabbing 10 horses and changing this, the pin, the needle, 10 pigs, and so on and so forth for the different drugs. So I have seen online, Steve, these fucking huge crate bottles using the vet, using the cattle industry, the horse industry, and so on. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like, oh my God, look how much, you know, just a few hundred dollars uh, for this great big thing. But I mean, it, you couldn't use it, and the dosages tend to be quite low per milliliter. But it's fascinating. If it was totally possible, Steve, we'd all be using them all the time. But yeah, EQ, equipoise, equus is from the Latin or the Greek for horse. So that's where the name comes from. And that's the reason why, as Steve said already, it is nothing like d I think that was the intention versus the reality. It's, it's 
for bodybuilding purposes, it's almost completely opposite, Steve. Back to you. Yeah, and structurally on paper, they, they basically did it without a 17-alpha athlete group, and they also attached a very long ester chain to it. Yeah. Now, the ester chain makes it very oil-soluble. So in its raw form, being suspended in oil, it's a sort of an oily suspense with the consistency of syrup. And the enzymes in your liver will eventually cleave off the ester chain from the bolinone hormone. So it sets it free so you can interact with antigen receptors in your muscle cells. So having used equipoise, it does right off the bat, because of that long ester, my theory is that it's not going to aromatize the way Dianable does. When, when you run Dianable for a week at 30, 40, 50 milligrams a day, for example, you get a lot of water retention on the Dynable. But if you run Equipoise at a moderate dose, 500 milligrams a week, for example, you don't notice that aromatization from it. So, and uh, it, it's, it really is, um, it really is a cool steroid because it doesn't cause water retention very much. And it doesn't cause some of the other issues you have where you, your cardio takes a dump because you're not getting that water retention. So it's doing all the good things anabolic steroids do without the water retention, which is why it's a really good steroid if you're an endurance athlete. And I've used it for endurance and it's been fantastic. You don't get pumps, which is not like Dynable. Dynable gives you pumps and you don't get the water retention. So right off the bat, those are the two main things you'll notice where it does not act like Dynable at all in the system. I'll jump back in here, Steve, and I talked about this in the pre-show, and I said, you know, and I, I just in a podcast we've not that long ago recorded, talked about tools in the toolbox, and I said, for me as a strength athlete, a weightlifter, if you will, uh, EQ is not that good of a drug, but if you're a bodybuilder uh, and you're looking for what we call dry gains versus wet gains, you're not looking for what I would get for, say, for example, D-bolt, leverage, from literally just the water that increases my leverage, which means I can move more weight on the bar, for example, as I say already with D-Bolt, then you have a drug here that can be used for those kind of things. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, especially in terms of side effects. Isn't this one that sometimes dries out the joints or am I thinking of something else? It's just one of those things. Not everybody gets it. No, again, not really. Not even... No, mm -mm. maybe Masteron or Winstraw much more would dry out. Winstraw, yeah. yeah. yeah I've got them confusing myself here. Something Steve's mentioned, acne and we it's kind of obvious guys you up your soap game for want of a better phrase some people on peds but specifically in this example with eq will suffer with acne and they go how do i get rid of it quite simply you're in a gym you're training harder you're on performance enhancing drugs your game should have gone up so to speak uh you're laying on sweaty benches you're wearing your sports clothing uh, so these are going to be issues anyway, whether you was on drugs or not. Uh, but with EQ, the chance of acne is a little tiny bit higher. So we talk about antibacterial soaps. I say to guys, especially if you're working outdoors, shirt off, get the sun on your skin and so on and so forth. It's just one of those things you need to be aware of and compensate for it. So having it, you know, instead of your regular shower gel, guys, have some antibacterial soap there just to keep this stuff under control while you're smashing the gym, getting those gains in and so on and so forth. Also, something else, Steve, I'll jump in here again. I think you've mentioned it before, appetite increases, which again, especially for you lighter guys and bodybuilders that are looking not to necessarily bulk per se, because again, I think it's more of a lean gainer than, 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 a, than, a, than a dirty gainer. 
the increase in hunger. Now that could mean, for example, metab metabolizing food better. Uh, and as a com competing bodybuilder, you're looking to get in shape. So you control your hunger, but at the same time, your body's going to increase its metabolic efficiency versus, of course, if having eaten more food and adding dirty gains. I don't think for me, Steve, that EQ would be that kind of drug. Uh, I say that again for me as a more of a lifter than yourself as a bodybuilder. You work with clients. What would you advise them to do in this particular set of circumstances? Lean gains, dirty gains. What would you do if you was taking EQ? What would you have your clients do? So, you know, you bring up a good point about competitors and equipoise. First off, we, we did the episodes, we did a couple episodes where we see the autopsies. We saw what steroids were found in the system of, of pro bodybuilders that have passed away. And yeah. that was on our Evo hardcore episodes. You guys can go check those out. But one of the compounds that they were using a lot of, and they love using it, was equipoise. And the reason yes. for that is equipoise is really interesting and it doesn't really mess with you when it comes to messing with your hunger as much as people think. I think with some guys, maybe 10, 15%, it really, really messes with your hunger. But I think the vast yeah. majority, it's not going to mess with your hunger. So you can basically use it and use it at a, at a pretty moderate to high dose. And it's not going to mess around with a lot of things in your system. It's a very, very mild compound. So it's not going to give you those crippling pumps. It's not going to give you the water retention. It's not going to give you you know, it's not going to kill your cardio where you can't breathe on it. And so it's really a, 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 one of my favorite steroids. It's really one of those steroids yeah. that you can run 500 milligrams, 600 milligrams a week, even 800 milligrams, and really keep your side effects at, at a mild, mild area. And you're not going to get um, too much negative effects where it's going to mess around with your endurance. So if you're a guy like me, um, and I used to be no more like mobs or more of a strength weightlifter, but now I'm more of a high rep. I like to speed up my workouts. I like to take 30, 45 Lean. seconds between sets. So in this situation, in my situation, EQ is great because it's going to, it's going to give you that wind in the gym to kind of push you through. So a lot of guys like to run equipoise for that reason. And a lot of the physique guys, a lot of the pros like to run a lot of EQ because they know that they can add it to their cycle, get the good strength, mild strength gains, mild muscle gains without adding to their side effects too bad. So that's why yes. they like to use equipoise. So, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're another thing about equipoise too, why guys like to run it is you can run, run it. You, you can inject a lot of it. It's a very smooth compound and you don't have to inject it very often because it has a long half-life. It's a 14 day half-life. So you can inject it once a week. 500 milligrams, boom, inject it once a week and you're done. You're good to go. Yeah. You don't have to inject it often. So a lot of guys like to do it that way too. And you can have it in your system going into a competition. You can have it in your system going into a road race. You can have it in your system going into a cycling where you're bicycling. You can have it in your system when you're going hiking or mountain climbing or kayaking or weight or powerlifting like you, Mobster. Anything, it's so versatile. And you don't have to worry about it messing with you. Some of these other compounds like testosterone, you can't have a lot of testosterone in your system going into a competition. It's going to screw you up. It's going to make your muscles look, look, you know, look, look uh, watery. You can't take testosterone or trend and go bicycling for 10 miles. You can't hike a mountain and, and expect to have a good time when you have lots of trend and lots of uh, uh, testosterone in your system. It's going to slow you down. It's going to, it's going to, you know, make you have a hard time with endurance. So 
I love equipoise. If you're an active person, this is why I tell my clients, mom, sir, you want to know which clients I send equipoise to? It's the clients who are active, the clients who like to go bicycling on the weekend, the guys who like to climb, climb mountains, the guys who like to go running. Those are the guys, the guys who like to do workouts and only take 30, 45 seconds between sets. Those are the guys that can really benefit from, from equipoise. So we'll get into the side effects in a second, Mobster. you have anything to add to that? Yeah, one more. I was just going to say, guys, something I should explain when it comes to lifters and specifically powerlifters, Olympic lifters and whatever else. Here's the thing, and I, I mentioned this in the pre-show to Steve, I should make sure that I'm clear on this. I'm well past, in terms of my body weight, what the super heavies would be, which I believe off the top of my head in Olympic lifting, for example, is over 100 kilos, 110 kilos. It used to be 125, which I'm also past. That's 275 pounds for you Americans and for the rest of the world that's listening. I'm well past that body weight. What I will say is, especially for lifters who are in a weight class, vis-a-vis, -vis, for argument's sake, 70, 80, 90 kilograms, in, in strongman, I believe the weight class below the open would be 105. We've got 90s and all this kind of stuff. If you are trying to maximize your strength to weight ratio and you can't go past a certain particular level in terms of body weight because of the class you're in, then EQ is a useful drug. But for me, again, because I am essentially more than what a super heavy can weigh, regardless of whatever number they're using now, and again, I think it's 120, and it used to be 125, I'm not going to get any advantage, really, with other drugs that I can use using EQ. But as Steve says, otherwise, it's a fantastic drug. It's really, really popular with bodybuilders for the dry gains. It's going to be popular with the lifters that I've mentioned already or who are limited in terms of the weight that they can carry into a competition. There's a way around that, of course, of dieting down, eating the weight, get off the scale, carb up, put loads of fluids back in, add two, three kilos, six, seven pounds. There's lots of things you can do, which we can get into another podcast. But for this kind of stuff, and again, I'm a big fan of not pinning every fucking day or multiple times a day or multiple times a week. So, and you know, running out of sights and all that kind of stuff. With a half-life of 14 days, as Steve said, that's a jab a week, really, especially while you're on cycle and you're looking for performance or physique enhancement or competition. So to me, with that, and of course, some, one thing that we don't really mention on this podcast, it's not that expensive. It's not something that's difficult to get hold of for whatever reason. And so therefore, if you think about it, that's why you see it in so many cycles, like Steve said, when you hear of specifically when it's been tested for in autopsy cases and the ones that have died and obviously in those bodybuilders and, and lifters that are prepared to sit down and really speak about what they take it's you'll see it again and again and again for the very reasons that we've already stated back to you steve all right so side effects uh mobster got into a little bit look at the end of the day it's an anabolic steroids it needs to be respected so is it going to shut you down yes it's an anabolic steroid. It's going to shut you down. So you need to make yeah. sure you're running your proper ancillaries with it. And you're, you're running a post-cycle therapy um, afterwards. And you want to make sure you cycle it. Now, here's, here's a really important point I want to make. Because it has a long answer, people are going to say, oh, you need to run it for at least 16 weeks, at least 20 weeks, so you can see Rubbish. the effects. Rubbish. And look, at the end of the day, you have to make sure you recover properly. And if you're running steroids, you're shutting yourself down for 20 weeks, you really think that you're going to recover properly. It's going to be really, really hard. So 
I always tell people 12 weeks is good with EQ. You're going to get, I don't care if you're leaving gains on the table. I don't care about any of that stuff. At the end of the there's day, there's always another cycle. Yep. There's always another cycle. It's not, it's, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So just do it 12 weeks, come off properly, run your PCT. That's the best yeah. way to do it. You know? So I think that you should use EQ. Um, I, I wouldn't do what the what the pros are doing. They're running EQ at crazy doses, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand. Yeah, I think yeah. if you run it between four and six hundred milligrams a week, that's plenty. And you're gonna have really minimal side effects on this stuff, guys. It's I think another misconception. A lot of guys say, "Oh, it it increases your red blood cell count and all this stuff." Look, I've looked at enough blood work. It doesn't increase your red blood cell count any more than any other anabolic steroid in its class. Okay, so. You're not going to increase your red blood cell count more off of EQ than you would off testosterone or trenbolone or any, or anadrol or any of these other really, really harsh steroids that are out there that guys are using. You're not, it's more of a mild steroid. So it's not going to do it. It's going to increase your red blood cell count. That's what steroids do. That's what they were designed for. And equipoise was designed for people to help with muscle wasting and help with anemia, just like most other steroids. So that's what it does. So when you use it at PED dosages, it's going to do that excessively and it's gonna run your red blood cell count higher. That is true. That's why you get good endurance benefits from equipoise, that's the whole point. But the thing is, you don't wanna keep your red blood cell count high with equipoise or any other steroids, so you need to come off. So that's why it's important. That's why we come off these steroids. We don't stay on them year round. Yeah, I'll jump in here very quickly, Steve. So this is old man talk versus young man talk. So when you're a young man, you're in a rush and you think, oh, I need to gain this amount of weight. We get guys come on sometimes asking about gaining 30 pounds, which is crazy, or adding, you know, something stupid like 50 or 100 kilos to the lifts or whatever else, right? And you go, all <laughs> the classic examples, I've got four weeks to get in shape for a holiday. Motherfucker, you've known all year you're going on holiday. Why, if you suddenly realize you need to get in shape four weeks to go, was it a gift? Did you win it in a competition? No, this is something you paid for. Same thing with regard to gains, same thing with regard to strength and whatever else. So when Steve says about the 16-week, 20-week and all that kind of stuff, 20 weeks is getting too close, in my mind, to half a year. And the idea that I would stay on any performance-enhancing drug the best part of five months six months to me it's just crazy and then quite obviously this is old man talk, young man stuff again it takes that much longer to recover you're much better off having a long-term view which is an old man view so that is a shorter cycle of any performance enhancing drug and then time off and then having another cycle i've said in my mind steve that the ideal length of any cycle and specifically if you're using the right drugs of course would be eight to twelve weeks with the same amount of time off, and then the same again. That gives you two good cycles and plenty of time off to recover during the year. And that's just for all performance enhancing drugs, never mind EQ specifically. And again, if I was a young man and I was looking to gain muscle, I wouldn't want to do a thousand milligrams of one specific drug. So for example, a low dose EQ, perhaps with something else, for the short periods of time that I've already mentioned, I'm going to get five, six pounds lean gains. If I do that twice a year, that's 10 to 12 pounds of lean muscle. And then, guys, this is an old man long to view again. I could do that for two or three years. Now I'm talking about 48 pounds of muscle in four years. 
And that's just using EQ as a base for a very short one or two drug stack done twice a year for four years. That is an enormous amount of muscle. So guys, don't become, you're not a professional, most of you, even the pros, if they're sensible with that muscle, and if they're pros, their genetic response is going to be great anyway. You don't need to put on 30 pounds. You want, that's not the same as need. And that's a big difference. And again, why? Take your gains slowly, add the muscle slowly. EQ is a great drug for that. Lean mass, especially. There's lean strength, that few extra kilos on the bar, the pounds on the bar if you're a lifter, powerlifter, strongman, whatever, athlete like Steve says already, a couple of times a year for four years, for five years. I, I've been training, Steve, this year will be 43 years in August. And I, I will send you after the show a picture of what I was doing earlier when in the gym with a 90 kilo, 198 pound dumbbell for a fellow that just sent me a t-shirt. So yeah, that's at 57 with nothing in my system. So guys, long-term view, EQ to me, if I was a lifter, with a weight class or as a bodybuilder, like we've already said, a couple of times a year, three, 400 milligrams, beautiful. And again, why do you think it's so popular when you look at the pros supplement list of drugs? It's, it's it, not much pain, if any. Clean gains, strength, uh, to me, Steve, it's right up there. It's, 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 it's why it's in so many cycles. It's borderline perfect. And again, not an expensive drug. One or two that we will address in podcasts if we haven't already, you will see occasionally can be expensive or difficult to get hold of. EQ is not one of those drugs. And you can, just for those reasons, if nothing else, is most popular. Something I've mentioned before, of course, again, specifically uh, acne as a side effect, Antibacterial soap is your friend. Go out, get in the sun, keep yourself clean. Guys, some of you, especially you younger guys, it's a kind of disgusting habit, putting on the same sweaty training clothes that you haven't washed from the last time and then complaining you get acne or spotty skin. Wash your damn clothes. Learn. Don't wait for mummy. Wash the stuff yourself. Boil wash that stuff. Uh, spray the bench down, use a towel on a bench for that reason and so on and so forth. But again, uh, as I said before, with other performance enhancing drugs, specifically anabolic steroids, you will sometimes have effects, including from EQ, of like going through puberty and quite simply that would be things like acne and oily skin and so on and so forth. Um, side, effect, side comment here, Steve, in regards EQ, not, in my opinion, being a great drug for women. What's your opinion on that? Well, I just want to add to Equipoise. You, like you said, it was popular. It's number six. There was a poll done. It's the sixth most popular used steroid yeah. behind Anavar and Deca. So that just tells yeah. you right there how, how often it's used. Now, women can use Equipoise at low dosages. It's yes. not the best one for them to use, but if you're experienced, yeah. I think Anavar is the best for women. But if you're experienced with Anavar and you want to take things to another EQ is not a bad choice. So with, with yeah. 50 competing to 75 milligrams, 50 to 75 a week milligrams for women would be something that you could, you could mess around with, but um, it only for experienced uh, women, for sure. Um, in terms of the best things to stack with EQ, look, it's so mild. It's a good idea to stack something androgenic with it. So 
if you wanted to try it, you want to do 500 milligrams a week, which is the average dose, right? You could stack in maybe 150 milligrams a week of testosterone. Boom. Now you got a little bit of an androgenic kick. You can stack in another options. You can stack in a little Dianabol. Little, give it a little bit of an androgenic kick, maybe 20 milligrams of Dianabol a day. Stack in with it. And then you want to basically run the Dianabol with it like five, six weeks. Come off the Dianabol. Then you can add it again. Give it a little kick. So just adding a little bit of something in there. Trend. You can add a little trend to the AQ, depending on what you're trying to do. If you're a bodybuilder, add a little trend. That's fine. If you want to do EQ for endurance, don't use the trend with it because trend will kill your cardio. So that doesn't make any sense to use it. But really, it's a versatile steroid. You could use it with pretty much anything and you get benefits. Um, you could do a little bit of tests with it and then add anobar to it if you wanted to cut on EQ. If you wanted to cut down, if you wanted to bulk up, you can run a little bit of uh, testosterone, run a little more testosterone on it, three, 400 milligrams of testosterone with it, throw in a little bit of an AI, and you could bulk on that cycle very easily. So it's a very versatile steroid. I, I really can't think of a steroid mobster that I say, oh, no, you should not run it with equipoise, because really you can run any steroid with equipoise. It's safe to do. Yes. I'll jump in here, Steve. Something that's not really a side effect as such. But more one of these make sure you pay attention, words of advice, kind of uh, snippets of information. Uh, there will be a article on evolutionary where we're going to reference when we do this podcast and, and write up the show notes. And specifically, here's an issue. Uh, we talked about the 14 day half life already in terms of frequency injection and, and dosages and so on and so forth. I will read specifically from the article. In addition, it can remain in the body for months or even years, and is therefore not recommended for use during active sports seasons, especially guys, if you might be tested. Now, words of advice, old man uh, stuff again. We get a lot of MMA slash fighters slash fighting professionals come onto the forums and they're looking for a drug that they can use. Here's the, here's the problem, and it applies to you guys that are playing football, uh, pro American football, uh, baseball, uh, most of the athletic sports, et cetera, et cetera. Testing is getting better and better and better all the time. I'm thinking of MMA athletes that have gone back, but they've A and B samples, and they've gone back two years and retested the sample and found that this person had an act active steroid in their system two years ago. And this is happening more and more frequently. And EQ says, again, will remain in this body for months or even years. So, guys, if you get tested, this might not be the one for you for that. You would need to know what you're doing in terms of masking. You would need to know in terms of half-life and getting the stuff out of your system and all those kind of things. I'm fortunate that for all the sports or whatever that I've been involved in, I've never competed in or lifted in and, and, and a tested event. I may, I think back in the day when I was part of a, a drug-free federation, the moment I decided to use a performance enhancer drug, I quit the federation. I had no intention of competing as a cheat, so to speak. I don't want to say none of the competitions I've done have been tested. However, if I did do events that were tested, EQ would not be on my list if I decided I was going to chance my arm. So keep that in mind. It's one of those things that's not a side effect as such on your particular body, but where your body will let you down because the testers are getting really, really good. And EQ is one of those ones that will show up. Back to you, Steve. 
So yeah, and in terms of how long it's in, how long it's active in your system, it does take time because it has a long half life. It will take time to peak. So you inject it, and then the when you inject it again, more gets built up, built up, built yep. up, and then after about five six weeks, it's peaking in your system. So when you come off, same thing. You want to keep that in mind. It's going to take five or six weeks to be out of your system. So if you're doing a twelve week cycle, it's going to be in your system for like eighteen weeks. So you're going to make sure you're on your post-cycle therapy. You get in that soft landing once it's out of your system. And then you'll be able to, you know, start your recovery process. But it's, it's, that is the one drawback of equipoise is yes. that it's going to take a little longer to peak in your system than, than some of the other popular steroids that we like. And number two, <clears throat> it's going to take a little longer to be out of your system than some of the other steroids that we might, we might like. And so, guys, that's the difference. That's the difference between half-life and an effective result for your body versus what I was just talking about, which is detection, which is yes. different. You can have very small amounts detectable, 18 months. I'm looking here again, reference to the article, guys, that we're going to link to this podcast. Eight, I will quote Steve again. Some of my clients have tested positive 18 months after their last injection, a year and a half. So it's the difference between knowing how long a drug's in your system and, and affecting your muscularity, affecting your strength and so on, versus getting caught in a fucking drug test, specifically for sports enhancement. So guys, have the knowledge is power. As a toolbox, as I've referred to earlier on, knowing this fantastic drug, how well it works, et cetera, et cetera, how long it's on your system for as a, as a muscle enhancing or a strength enhancing drug. And then if you decide to compete in a federation that tests, knowing it could be a year and a half. And like I said earlier on, Steve, the tests are getting better, which means they're going back longer. So 18 months is what Steve referred to with some of his clients. I'm telling you, like I said, with the MMA guys, two-year-old B samples that have been dragged out of the freezer, dragged out of the fridge, wherever they're kept, retested, and these guys are getting caught for something they did 24 fucking months ago. So have that in mind, EQ. It's the negative. If there's a there's going to be a lot of positives with EQ that we've mentioned already. There's always a plus and a minus, and a minus is the amount of time it takes to leave your system, and especially the amount of time that is detectable in your bloods, in your in your urine samples, and so on and so forth. Steve. And uh, horses, race horses, and humans have been busted for using equipoise. In there you go. You're talking about uh, Robert Farah, who's a Wimbledon doubles champion. Toward the end of 2019, got busted for equipoise. Yeah. Uh, in, in baseball, lots of guys in baseball. Um, outfielder Ronaldo Ruiz got busted for. Minor pitcher San Lazaro Solano, he had a 50-game suspension for using it. Uh, Jerry Meja, he was suspended for using it. He was caught with both EQ and Winstrol in the system. So got baseball players using MMA guys have been busted for it. Stephen Bonner, yep. Josh Barnett. Uh, you've had Australian Football League. Uh, you've got <clears throat> even most of our Major League Soccer, popular in soccer, uh, John Conway and Jeff Park or Parky for the New York Red Bulls was test, uh, got tested for. They got suspended 10 games and fine. And then Guy Waterhouse, he was fined $10,000. He presented horses to the races with prohibited substance in the system of EQ. So 
Look, they're using it in race horsing. It's just a matter of are they getting busted? They're using it in sports. Are they getting busted? That's that's the question. So considering it's in the system a long time, as as mobster said, not a good one to use. Not a good one to use. This is even for a long time from now. So six months from now, a year from now, it could still come up in a doping test. And we've seen so many guys busted for EQ. It's one of the long, one of one of the top steroids that have been had guys busted for the yes. um winstrol is actually number one i think a lot of people like to use winstrol because of the ben johnson controversy the poise is definitely number two number three as to most busted steroids so that tells you in all these sports even horse racing they are messing around with equipoise so final thoughts monster and take us to the disclaimer I said it before, Steve, and in previous podcasts, tools in a toolbox, guys. There are drugs out there for, for endurance. There are drugs out there for muscle. There are drugs out there for power. Uh, supplements the same. And so for me, it goes, right, how can I use a specific drug? You guys have no excuse. And I'm, all the athletes that Steve just mentioned, really, kind of like who was advising them, who, who was helping them with their cycles, because there are alternates. There are things they could have done. There's the time between tests and so on and so forth. If you win in the Olympics specifically, and you mentioned Ben Johnson, Steve, if you win or you place in the top three, you're automatically tested, I believe. Uh, if, if you are a name, Roger Ferrer, as he mentioned earlier on in terms of the tennis, if you are a big name and become a big name, you will be tested more often. So you go, who the hell was advising these guys to take a drug that is very easy to get caught in a test for? Equally, why is it in those bodybuilders, uh, so many bodybuilding cycles that we've seen and we've read about? Because it does what it does. So it is a useful tool, but be aware, nearly all useful steroids, useful performance hunts and drugs will come with side effects, or in this case, negatives and positives. Positives, it's incredibly, it's wide-rangingly useful in the ways that we described already, but the negative will look, of course, so easy to be tested for. And again, organizations like Wader, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they will really knuckle down on those drugs that are the most effective. And as Steve said earlier, when we were referring to that poll, the most popular, they will have better tests for those than the, the, the less used, the more unusual, and so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. Don't be in a rush, like I said to you earlier on. Right, as always, please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on experience and views on the topic, our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.